back to other people's lives. How is it going? It's going well. I see you got your coffee here. It's going to be a long night over here in the studio. Long night? Long night. We're working the night shift. We are. This is this is what we do. <laughs> I uh, actually had an interesting commute over here. Oh, God. I didn't tell you this. No. So I'm on the subway on the way here. Yes, I take the subway, people. Boom. But I always Uber back, so don't <laughs> be confused. But took the subway here. It's kind of a long ride. So I'm standing on a pretty crowded train, and then I like feel something like hit my neck. It, it almost felt like a spitball. Oh, no. What? It wasn't a spitball. Oh, I didn't know if someone spit on <laughs> so you. So I'm like touching my neck like, what is that? And I peel off a ladybug. Oh. So I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is good luck, right? I think so. I think so. So they say. So yeah. I'm like, I'm holding this ladybug for a little while. I was like, okay, this is cool. But I was like, okay, I want to get rid of this ladybug. I feel kind of bad because it's going to like die on the subway. So I'm like having this mental battle with myself. And I'm like, you know what? Let me flick this ladybug away. It'll survive. Flick the ladybug. I see it like as it's about to hit the ground. Wings come out. It like flies across the subway car. So I'm like, cool. It survived. Like seven minutes later i feel the same feeling on my hand no and this thing's back stop so i'm like wow and it's the same ladybug so i'm like okay that's kind of crazy so like i hold on to it for like five more minutes you know feeling like okay this is pretty special but i'm like okay like i I gotta get rid of this thing again like i'm not like gonna walk like i'm not gonna go all the way to joe's place with this ladybug Ladybug, yeah so i like flick it off my hand midair wings open like a boomerang comes right back to me on my chest i keep flicking this thing away and it's just like shooting back to me it's on my leg for like 10 minutes it's on my backpack and like just trying to get this thing away i flick it away again don't see it anymore because i'm like okay i think it's on the floor whatever two minutes later it's like on my knee like it like climbed up my leg so this thing is just like what the hell harassing who are you i know right so i'm like okay so then it's on then it's on my backpack. It like jumps to my backpack. So I'm holding my backpack. I'm like, all right, I'm keeping this thing because I'm starting to feel like a little sentimental almost. Like I mean, it, it clearly they say you. it's good luck. Like, is this a guardian angel? Is this like, what? what is this? Like, I think I need to take care of this thing or just like bring it to Joe's. So I like get off of the train. I'm like waiting to go up the stairs. I'm like, like really starting to like literally feel emotional about this ladybug i'm like this thing is special like i think i have to bring this home and like find bugs and like grass for it to eat like this is my ladybug now (laughs) and i'm just like looking at it i was like "Ah, i don't i don't want to like commute with you the rest of the way but like you're my special angel and then i just like get bumped from the back someone like cuts in front of me and like i like snap back to reality of like, okay, I'm sweating, I'm hot, I'm on a disgusting subway. This fucking ladybug is slowing me down. So I just flick it off of me like as hard as I can. And like, I'm sure it got like stepped on and died. And then I was just immediately like, am I ever going to be a good dad? <laughs> Dude. And that's my story. No wonder why this kid writes books. That was beautiful. Why did you flick it so hard? It's just on your backpack. You wouldn't even know it was there. I know, but it's just like... But something came over me and I got so angry at it. I was like, you're slowing me down. Like, why am I paying attention to you, ladybug? Like, I just became a New Yorker again. I was like, get away from me. I can only care for myself. <laughs> like, survival of the fittest. But then I was like really upset. And I didn't tell you when I came in, but like, I, like I'm, I'm thinking about it a lot. <laughs> why like, are you thinking about this, it? This thing's probably dead right now. And it came back to me like 30 times. Like, if that wasn't a sign and I just forced it away from me. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you probably fucked up some some luck if you believe in luck. I uh, I hope not. Knock on wood. Yeah, I don't know. But you know, today we're talking about HIV. Well, there it goes. <laughs> that was a seamless segue there. Uh, but yes, today we are. There's talking. no there's no segue from I mean, our our new intro format. Yeah, there isn't. Um, but yes, today we are talking to someone that is currently living with HIV. And I actually got the pleasure of talking to someone who actually was living with HIV a while ago. Um, but unfortunately, I don't really remember it all. But I do remember, like, it vague, not So I remember, like, bits and pieces of it. I don't remember the exact story mm. or whatever. But uh, I remember being just, like, fascinated by how far we've come. And the, and the misconceptions that come with HIV. Mm-hmm. You know? Because people... I mean, back in the day when you get HIV, uh, first of all, everyone was like, that's a gay disease that only gay people get. Right. Which we know now, not true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then it was, if you get it, you're dead. Pretty much. Like, your immune system's sense. done. Well, it's like the bridge to AIDS, right? Right. Yeah. So some people live with HIV for their entire lives, I believe, but don't contract AIDS. But a large percent. I'm gonna Duh. not answer that yeah. because I'm gonna let him answer that in a way that's probably gonna be, you know, way better explained if I try to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to my understanding, that is it. It's sort of like a bridge, <laughs> if you will. A uh, bridge to AIDS. It but, sounds like a Meryl Streep movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the devil wears AIDS. Uh, the uh, <laughs> no, but I, I I remember specifically just being like, whoa, like I I remember just thinking going into that like. I'm, I'm sorry. I know I'm just like repeating myself now, but I just remember going into that like interview, like not an interview, but like I remember going into that conversation thinking, I know what this is going to be mm. and being so fucking wrong about it, mm. you know? So I, I feel like this is really important to have this conversation um, and for people to hear it because I think that, you know, a lot of people like myself at the time have a certain like perspective about HIV and AIDS. Totally. I, th- I think I'm is. in that bucket now. I, I don't know enough about it where if someone were to walk through this door right now and say, I have HIV, it's like, okay, are you like living with death inside of you? Is it only a matter of time? Like how right. do you live a normal life? Like what's your day to day? Are you constantly thinking about right. this? That That's what I would assume. And do you have to take 5,000 pills a day right, or right. something like that? Yeah. Like, are you always to... sick or how does that work? Right. Um, yeah. And I, I, truly have no idea yeah so i think it's something that is so popular is a weird word to say but i think it is very popular people are very aware of what it is but i don't think they like know exactly how far the technology and medicine has come since back in the day where people just like write it off it's like oh it's a gay thing and people die from it it's like well something that seemingly came out of nowhere and then yeah like to literally be used as like propaganda against gay sex yeah and just like just gay people in general and uh, like yeah i mean you're just able to make up whatever you wanted to about it because there was really no knowledge about it at the time right so like i said i think it's gonna be really cool to uh be able to like have this conversation again because i'm sure i'm gonna be mind blown once again and i'm gonna feel like you know, I really do feel like this is going to be very educational for people as well. All right, before we give them a call, uh, let's get to our first sponsor for today. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy, but getting out of debt 
is definitely not as easy, especially if your FICO score isn't great. Interest rates can make it hard for you to break out of the debt cycle, but thankfully now there's upstart.com, which is the revolutionary lending platform that offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt. Uh, I have a friend that after a period of unemployment, um, because I had gotten injured, ended up racking up a lot of credit card debt and uh, very difficult to pay off. Something like Upstart at the time could have definitely helped him uh, pay off that debt a lot faster. And that's because Upstart goes beyond traditional FICO score when assessing your credit worthiness and they reward you based on your education, your job history uh, in the form of smarter, smarter interest rates uh, for loans. And they believe that you're more than just your credit score. So they make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in just a few minutes. And the best part is once your loan is approved through Upstart, uh, most people get their funds the very next business day. So much easier approval. Uh, get the loan right away and over 200,000 people have already used Upstart to pay off their credit cards, their student loans, uh, even funding their weddings. Uh, I have a wedding coming up. Not cheap, let me tell you. <laughs> and I thought I was being cheap about it, but it adds up. Uh, or simply just to make a, a large purchase um, that, that you want to make. Upstart makes it super easy uh, to get approved and it's not just based on your credit score and you can free yourself of the burden of high interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot and to hurry to upstart.com slash OPL to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and it won't affect your credit uh, at all. So that's upstart.com slash OPL. Hello. Hello. Hey, how are you? Doing all right. How are you guys tonight? We are good. Yeah. Thanks for taking the time to jump on a call. Um, so we just wanted to start off and just kind of like from the beginning, we wanted to uh, kind of hear about, you know, your story. So can you just tell us um, kind of like when you found out that you had HIV and sort of what you thought was going to happen and like your immediate reaction? Sure. Yeah. So, um, so starting from the very beginning, um, I didn't really become sexually active until I went to college and then, you know, started out like a normal college freshman having sex and using condoms and then went from using them to not using them. But I would still get tested every now and then. Um, I, my school had free HIV testing periodically throughout the semester. So I'd take advantage of it and make sure I'm, I was all good. Um, and then the summer hit and I was still, you know, having having fun, unprotected sex with, with people just through various means of the internet. Um, and then just before I went to, um, just before I went back to school after the summer had been wrapping up, I went to my normal doctor and, you know, was just got a normal checkup, got all my, got STDs all checked out. And then, um, you know, got a call back and said I needed to come in. And I immediately knew that that wasn't good, but I just didn't know what level of preparedness I needed to go in for. So didn't 
really think much of it until I went in. And then he gave me the news, told me I had pop positive for HIV and started just going down the list of things that I needed to do. And I guess he saw on my face that I wasn't really registering what he was saying. So um, he sort of excused himself from the room, let me have a moment. And I just shut down because in a public place, I wasn't going to be a crazy person from news that I do would be horrible. Um, but then, you know, he came back in and I held my composure through the rest of the things that he had to say um, and all the steps that I would need to take over the next couple weeks. But I held my decorum until I got into my car and immediately broke down as soon as I got into the car. Wow. Those, those like doctor visits of those kind of ominous, you need to come in, can't exactly tell you why. Like, I just can't imagine how you prep yourself for that. And then even in that moment, I'm, I'm sure you're not preparing for the worst because I, I don't know, like, are we even able to comprehend, you know, what getting that news could be like? Uh, but my question was, when, when you hear that in that moment, are you, are you mad at yourself? Are you just confused? Are you just angry by the circumstance in general? Like what, I'm sure there's a million feelings, you know, running through you, but do you remember, you know, what, what your kind of initial thoughts were? Um, it's definitely a multitude of emotions when you go through it. First, it's, you know, how could this happen to me? Even though obviously I knew how it could happen to me. <laughs> um, but then it was, okay, now who could have done this to me? Mm. I kept a pretty good log or black book, as you would call it, of the guys I was sleeping with and how I would contact them if I needed to again. But it was just confusion and just an overwhelming feeling of dread about okay well what am i what am i gonna do now am i gonna die do i know because this was about eight years ago now when you're 20 you don't know what to do with with that information wow you're only 20 at the time yeah i found out the day before i turned 20 that is very young wow yeah. <laughs> and especially being that young, not having been educated. Um, I, I'm from the South, so the South is pretty much abstinence only as far as education. And God forbid they teach anything about homosexual sex. Right. Um, so it's now I have to study about my own body. And it just, I just shut down completely. And. I just didn't know what to do with myself after that. And especially not that day. Um, and it's just in the doctors and the caseworkers will just go over so many things with you about what you need to do and how you need to live your life. And you feel like you lose all control. So what, what are some of those things? Like when, when you first get uh, diagnosed and now you know that you have HIV, what is, what does the doctor say? Like, is there certain pills you have to be on or you have, what kind of lifestyle changes do you have to make? So in, in my case, um, I was sent to an infectious disease specialist to get a confirmatory test 
because there are two different types of HIV. Um, one of them is really only common in Africa, and the other one is the HIV we know it throughout the world. Um, so obviously they want to make sure it's the one that's common throughout the world, which is more treatable. Um, so I went and got that test done. Um, the doctor immediately put me on a medication, but he had to do blood work before that to, you know, see how low my viral or how low, or low my, um, my white blood cell count was and how high the viral load was because both of those sort of affect how he's going to treat you. Uh, and especially some of these medications, they're really hard on your body. Um, the newer ones less so, but the older one I was on, um, like I had to get blood tests done every couple weeks. Like I think the first one was three weeks after I was on it. And then the next one was a, a month later to make sure the medication wasn't killing me more than the HIV was. Wow. In, um, um, sorry, to, not to cut you off, but just kind of for anyone that doesn't know, <clears throat> AKA kind of myself and probably Joe, uh, in, in kind of the simplest terms, you know, when, when someone contracts HIV, what does that do to their body or, or what is the potential harm that it can do? So the HIV virus itself will attack your white blood cells and just like every other virus will turn whatever cell it attaches to, to a carrier to carry on the virus. But in doing that, it destroys the white blood cell from doing whatever it was meant to do, which is keep your body healthy. So once your viral load gets so high, um, it'll destroy your white blood cells. And once your white blood cells get low enough, uh, that's where we cross over into AIDS territory because a lot of people don't know that HIV is not the same as AIDS. Yes, which was definitely a question that we had. Uh, what's the exact difference between the two and why is HIV kind of like the predecessor to AIDS? Uh, HIV is the disease you contract that is it just destroys your white blood cells pretty much and and then aids crosses over to where your body can't really fight anything that's coming its way um and you don't have an immune system you have no white blood cells there's no way for it to fight it anything that intrudes into your body so it starts shutting down a lot of people don't die of hiv they when they cross over into aids territory um, they die of other things like pneumonia because they get some other secondary infection that right. kills them quicker than the virus does. Um, so when you originally said that you found out and you were like, oh my God, am I going to die? Um, I'm sure there were some misconceptions that you learned along the way weren't necessarily true. And I'm sure there's a bunch of, uh, you know, misconceptions about HIV. Um, can you kind of like go through the process of like, this is what I originally thought, but then I came to learn that that's not necessarily true. Or what are some common misconceptions that people don't necessarily know about? Um, well, the, the first thing that people would tell me is that it's very treatable, which having been living with it this long is yes, it is very treatable now, but everyone older that I would talk to, it was, you know, it's a death sentence. So in my mind, that's what it was. Um, I thought that I was going to waste away into nothing and die from something that, you know, I know, I, I still don't know who gave it to me. So die of something that I don't know how, who, 
who gave it to me. Um, what I learned was obviously that it is very treatable, but um, I learned more about other people and how they saw me more than I learned about how to deal with it myself. That's interesting. What, what do you mean by that exactly? Um, this There's still a heavy stigma around HIV, even in the gay community. Um, it's gotten a lot better through education and especially with the rise of PrEP. But when I first found out, um, I made it public to on my um, online profiles because I didn't want to be that person that gave it to someone without them knowing. So anyone that I had sex with after I found out, uh, they knew. <laughs> uh, so if I, I would talk to people about it or they would see it on my profile, they would ask, so am I going to get it? No, <laughs> not with me being on medications for as long as I've been and um, it being undetectable. It's not going to pass to you, but still everyone's worried like, well, I want to use a condom. I'm like, okay, well, we're more than welcome to do that. I'm fine with that. I don't enjoy it. Um, but if it, it would just be so many questions from people afterwards or them asking me time after time, like, who'd you, who'd you get it from? How'd you get it? Um, what meds are you on? What other STDs have you gotten? And it's just a lot of accessory questions to one thing that's a part of my life. Right. Um, so can you kind of tell us sort of what your treatment is? Like, you know, what kind of medication you have to take and how often and, uh, you know, what that does for you? Like, and what, you know, I'm assuming that you continue to live a sexually active life. So how does that work now with the medication? So um, there's a lot of, there's a couple different types of medications. Uh, the the two that I, the, the one I'm on now and the one that I was on previously, they're both one-a-days. Um, the HIV cocktail is a series of three different medications that each do different things, but a lot of pharmaceutical companies now are switching to one medication that has all three components. So I've been on two different ones of those. The old one, um, it was one a day, I would take it at night, everything's fine, um, but it gave me crazy vivid dreams, <laughs> um, which were cool sometimes, unless it was a nightmare, then not so cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then the, the bad part, other than the dreams, the bad part was um, if I took it too late at night or if I woke up too early after taking it, I would wake up with really bad vertigo um and just couldn't stand it would be like i had spent all night drinking um and then that was pretty much it with that one um and my new one almost none of that i just took the pill and everything's fine and did, I was, did you say that you were you're able to not use condoms during sex as far as hiv yes um the CDC recently, I think it was last year or the year before, declared um, patients that are HIV positive but undetectable, given the guidelines of you know being on medication consistently for a certain amount of time, um, are now untransmittable. So, oh wow, yeah, I feel like wow. 
that's something a lot of people don't know. That is a lot of things. I, I never would have assumed that. that. A lot of people don't know. And the and it's something that, you know, needs to be said and needs to be more aware because a lot of, one of the things about the stigma is the reverse part about it, which is that more people that don't get tested are dangerous or more dangerous than people that are positive and mm, on mm. medication. Right. Right. Especially if you're making it clear to every partner and, and you are on the medication. Is it, is it difficult to sort of reinstate your sex life when you find something like that? You, you kind of touched on it of just like really having to explain to people, but it, it seems like now is your sex life kind of equivalent to what it was or better? Um, like you're, you're able to have partners, you're finding people who are okay with this and, and understand that they won't be able to contract it from you. Oh yeah. Um, the, the gay sex community, as far as if you are interested in barebacking, which is the general term for, you know, not using condoms, um, classic raw dog <laughs> or raw dog. Yeah. That's, that's a fun way, but it's less, it's less advertised as that community. <laughs> it's usually bareback, but guys that are interested in bareback sex are either positive in themselves or just don't care or are actively seeking it, which is a whole other thing. Actively seeking what? HIV. Whoa. Why? So they could just protect from it and not have to worry? That's exactly their thought. Um, the term is uh, bug chasers. So they, and it's not just for HIV, a lot of them will, the more extreme ones will want to, you know, catch, catch STDs like Pokemon, but um, the core ones will seek positive guys to convert them um, just because they have it in their mind that it'll open up a whole world of opportunity to them that they're positive and they don't have to worry about it again. But they still do, which is also something a lot of people don't know. You can get infected with a different strain of HIV and make your meds, um, you know, not usable for you, which luckily hasn't happened to me. But it's still a thing. If you wow. could imagine our our mouths are yeah. agape. I honestly thought that the part where he was like, yeah, no, I could just take this pill and just like, bareback we're good it's not it's transferable and ne- and then he drops this bomb on us like no there's people actively going out and trying to get bug chasers HIV. and that- then, there's, then there's the even worst half of it where which are the gift givers the gift givers i don't even is that people who are not telling people that they have hiv you are correct joe Ooh. <laughs> and they think oh my god the gift givers what's the mentality behind that i mean like that is that just not malicious any way you slice it? It's in my mind, it's not something that's ever acceptable and it's a pretty horrific thing to do. And is sort of being, it's, it's still sort of a legal battle right now. Um, but in my mind, if you know you have HIV and you are not telling people that, you know, you're not on meds and you have a high viral load and you are, 100% able to give it to them and you're seeking them because they're negative. That's wow. a really much up thing to do and punishable. But the problem is, um, especially on the legal side, is how do they prosecute those people and prove that they had that malicious intent versus the people that just genuinely didn't know they had it? Yeah, no, totally. Wow. But I, I did not see this coming at all. No. <laughs> And the gay community has a sex drive I'm envious of. If you only knew about my weekend. 
<laughs> well, it was Memorial Day weekend that just passed. <laughs> so, no, seriously, like, straight people suck at sex. And, like, approaching <laughs> sex and talking about sex and, like... It, no, seriously, like, the idea of a bug chaser, you are just prioritizing your sex drive and, and your want, I guess, to have multiple partners, to have casual sex, which there's nothing wrong with, to the degree that you would rather just get out of the whatever way. you could possibly get so you don't have to worry about contracting it yeah like without right. knowing wow and, and on a certain level i understand their mentality because there was a bit of a period where i thought you know i don't have to worry about this anymore i can just fuck whoever i want and you know you still got to worry about gonorrhea chlamydia yeah <laughs> so, all that other stuff yeah that stuff's not fun yeah but so I still want to hear about your weekend, but my question was, uh, I mean, the place you're at now, um, obviously, like we discussed, like you, you have seemingly a thriving and enjoyable sex life. Um, so you sounded happy when you said about your weekend. Uh, but yeah, I mean, do you, are, are you at a place where, this is kind of just you're used to this by now. Like, it, are there feelings of regret for experimenting and not using a condom when you were younger, or you know, are are you in an okay place with this? You know how to manage it, and and you're confident, you know, that you're able to live the rest of your life happily with HIV. So on the there's two different sides of it. There's the actual medical side, which I am happy and confident that I will live. You know, an a normal life and a um, an average length of life. But on the other hand, there is a mild inconvenience to it that, you know, every six months I know I'm going to the doctor to just get some blood drawn and have to take that time out of my life. And then there's also the aspect where I always have to have insurance, mm. always, because my medication without insurance is what was it uh thirty five hundred dollars for 30 days for 30 days wow yeah without insurance so i know i always have to have insurance to be able to afford the medication that's keeping me healthy and alive um but otherwise outside of that i'm still living you know a happy normal life um i've got a boyfriend who is hiv negative he's on prep and you know, he and I will go on adventures and <laughs> and have our sexual fun together and separately. And I don't have to worry about him contracting it and going through that because he's on prep. And I don't have to worry about other people and me because I know that I am protected against giving it to people. What What is prep? Um, prep is... Uh, pre-exposure prophylaxis. It is one of the medications that is used to treat HIV. Um, the brand name of it is Truvada, but it it essentially plugs the holes in your white cells um, that the HIV virus plugs into. So it prevents the virus from attaching to the cell. Uh, so once it's in your body, it doesn't have anywhere to go and it just dies. Hmm. It's crazy how much we have to just trust medicine too. 
that like it's this crazy is, that this it, is doing the job that it was created to but do. But it also just like works. It's it's yeah. There have been reported cases of it not working, but those are few and far between. And I mean, obviously, it's still a vaguely new medication. Um, if I had known about it when I was, you know, 19 years old, I would have been on it. But it wasn't as popular as it is now. Mm -hmm. Now, I wouldn't say I'm an anxious person, but I think I have bouts of anxiety, especially like if I'm laying in bed at night and it's just a night where I can't fall asleep, like I'm running through my mind that like, if I feel like my leg feels weird, I'm like, oh my God, I have a blood clot. I'm not going to wake up in the morning. Or like, I, like if I breathe weird, it's like, oh my God, I'm like, am I going to have a heart attack? Like I just have these weird bouts of anxiety where like, if I'm sitting too still, I think of all the things that can go wrong. So you knowing that you have this virus, like, how do you combat that? How do you kind of push that, I guess, out of your mind to, you know, in those quieter moments or those reflective moments, not, you know, panic, not think like, okay, tomorrow is my uh, white blood cell count going to be too low. Like, how, how do you just not focus on that all the time? Um, well, <laughs> The, the broader answer is that I got a lot of other stuff I got to worry about more than that. But which is a great more, answer. Yeah, more specifically is is if I do, you know, get my blood tested regularly and it the medication isn't working, there's still other medications I can try. Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah, I mean it's it's easy for me to to think that way and ask that question because I don't that's not my existence I don't actually have to worry about those things so it's probably a lot easier for me to worry about them um but yeah no it's true I mean life life goes on so yeah and I just remembered I didn't answer part of your earlier question about the regret um I do well going back I would have told myself to you know protect yourself and either have used condoms a little bit more or um gotten on prep because I still to this day will tell anyone that is negative and into not using condoms to at least get on prep and protect themselves one way. Because if you're negative, try to stay negative because it's an expensive thing to deal with. <laughs> yeah, no, it seems like that. I mean, health, healthcare usually is. So, uh, one, one question we didn't ask, um, at the beginning when you did get this news, you were only 19, you said, or you had just turned 20. Right. Um, how do you break this type of news to family members or people close to you, you know, especially at, at such a young age? Um, how, how did you do that? How did those conversations go? Uh, was there kind of immediate support? Was there any backlash? Can, can you walk us through that? Yeah. So the first people that knew about it other than myself and my doctor were actually my parents. And that was because I was living at home that summer and I walked in the door and my dad was in the kitchen and saw me and immediately knew something was wrong. And he was like, are you okay? And I just looked at him and just started bawling. And eventually after a few minutes of composing myself to be able to speak, um, I told him and, and then he just hugged me and it was probably the, probably the tightest hug my dad has ever given me and 
crying along with me. He just said, you know, we'll get this checked out again. We'll make sure it's, it's not this. And was immediately in let's get you okay mode. And then obviously my mom came home and found out later and was essentially this on the same page. So they were really supportive right out of the gate after the initial shock of it. Um, as for my other family members, most of them don't know because it's not their, it's not their life. And I don't have that much invested in theirs for them to know that about mine. But, um, my grandma knows because, uh, I had to tell her, um, and then my cousin who is super close to me, he knows, um, but for a while it was just me and my parents. Um, and then the guy I was seeing at the time he knew, um, but I kept it, I kept it under wraps from even my closest friends for about three months until they started asking questions about why I seemed off or, um, why I was a little more in the party mode. Cause at, at the same, at the same time, it was just a willful disregard for my own life. I started drinking a lot more. I started doing a lot of drugs. Um, and just kind of went off the rails that year in college. Luckily still stayed in college and still got my degree on time, but <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> um, but I went haywire for a little while and they started asking questions and I, I started telling them and they were like, Oh, okay, well we get it now. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, just to kind of reiterate, I think we sort of touched on this before you would just say like, I just want to like kind of put this in a package, like a bow, like put a bow on it for people. You essentially just take one pill and do you have any like side effects or is it just like taking like a multivitamin at this point? Uh, not with this medication I'm on now. I've been on it for about two years and I virtually have no other side effects with it. But granted, um, I had to take another specific blood test to make sure that my body wouldn't immediately reject it and kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Love how you said that and left. It's like, yeah, just, you know, <laughs> oh, well, just sneak that in there. Could have died. At, at a certain points, it's laughter is the only way I can deal with it. If it, if I can't laugh about it and I can't commiserate on it with someone else, then it just eats, it just eats at you that you can't control this other than a medication that, you know, normal people without insurance can't afford. Yeah. As I'm listening to this, I can imagine some people thinking or kind of criticizing, I guess with the idea of like, is this, reckless behavior or is like that realm of like casual sex and knowing that um you know these things can be passed like just avoid that at all cost or, or like you said you know based on where you're from that it's it's just kind of like abstinence all the way or don't even you know get involved in casual sex i mean what what would you say um you know to to people thinking that like Basically, if, if they were to critique and say, you know, this is all avoidable and, you know, don't don't even get involved in casual sex or that scene or anything like that. Well, to to those people, 
I would say, you know, there there might be a little bit of recklessness to it, but it's my choice to do it. And I get tested for other STDs every three months, and I'm responsible about, you know, telling people that I've been with in that time period that says, you know, hey, something else came up. You should get tested too. It's about the positive positivity and just the communication behind it. Because if you put a negative stigma around it, like every other straight movie is going to, like, oh shit, I got chlamydia. I can't tell anyone. Like, no, you've got to tell people. You've got to talk to people. That's how we as a community get better is by not putting that negative stigma behind something that is treatable. But um, also to those people, I would say, Gay hookup culture isn't really that much different than straight hookup culture. It's just that we can do it a lot more because we have that ability um, to to do it. There's a lot out there. There's a lot of resources for us to do it because we've hidden in the shadows for so long. Um, but also, if you look at any straight party movie, there's at least one character in there that's trying to stick it in anywhere he can. Oh, so, yeah. There's, there's always that person. Exactly. So it's not just the gay community either. It's in the straight community, but we just talk about it a little bit more. Yes. Which I think was my point before. I, I got, I'm sorry. I, I yelled at straight people and uh, <laughs> our, our sexual abilities, but I, I think I just meant. <laughs> like, straight people suck at sex. I was like, what? Um, yeah, well, I'm putting myself in the self-deprecating. I can say it. I get it. But... I think what I was touching on is just that kind of openness and, and communication aspect uh, where it, it does just feel like so hidden or almost hypocritical at times. But anyway. And, and sometimes it is because, I mean, it's every now and then I'll be like, wow, that was that was a lot of flagrant sex acts happening all at once. Maybe I should stay inside next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so this weekend you're staying inside last weekend was flagrant. You and flagrant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a strong word. There is one question I have to wrap this up, not to start a whole new like episode here, but in your email, uh-huh. <laughs> you said that you've used a glory hole. Oh yeah. I didn't know. Like, I thought glory holes were a myth. Like they're oh. really out there. Also, yeah. Of all the final questions from that email, that's the one you chose? I'm well cuz we <laughs> we've had this conversation before because it's like you you hear about glory holes, but I never I've never seen Yeah, them. we we've talked about glory holes a lot off air. We're like obsessed. I think <laughs> I think Joe was the one who said it first, but we like built up this whole <laughs> imaginary idea that there's like a cult called like the glory holy that like <laughs> they go run and, and manage <laughs> like all the glory holes. Yeah, they make them. And my dream, my like retirement dream is to go around America, find glory holes, take pictures and make like a photo book of just glory <laughs> holes. I think that would be amazing. Like a Yelp. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's already a website. So sorry to kill that dream for you. Whoa. Damn kind of want to see it though um but also so when i say glory holes there's um there's places that you can go to use them specifically the the ones that are in more public places like actual public bathrooms and things like that those don't really exist anymore because people sort of caught on to them and you know will patch them up or will report them to the to, to the authorities that like hey this dude just stuck his duck stuck his dick in this hole 
maybe he shouldn't be doing that. But um, there's adult bookstores that usually have them or um, a what adult bookstores. It's those um, it's those uh, sex stores oh, that okay, have those it. video arcades in the back. Got it. Got it. Hmm. Okay. So, so they're out there. Yeah. And it, it's the general term for it is cruising. Um, it's sort of dying now, but those places are still around. Um, the invention of uh, gay hookup apps sort of killed it, mm. um, but it's still around. So, you know, essentially you go in, you buy your ticket. It's a, always a dimly lit room with TVs and cubicles playing porn. And then there's either ones that do have them or don't have them. If you are wanting to go into the ones that do have them, you just go in, you lock the door and wait. Or you walk around the room. Usually I'll do, a, I'll do a lap around the room, see who's there, maybe catch someone's eye, and walk into a room that's close to them and hope they follow. <laughs> wow. So there's like a whole network. See what I'm saying? Like there's like mad cool shit. You know, yeah. going back to what you were talking about, Greg, there's like a bunch of like, does stuff like this exist for straight people? I don't even know. Uh, I don't know. There's got to be, everything's out there. You just got to know where to look. Yeah, I guess so. And some people, some straight people do use them. There's one, there's one bookstore in particular around me um, that that's the straight people one, but usually it's a lot of hookers that go there. Okay. I mean, I wrote a book. I'm trying to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, check God. this out. No. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. We'll, we'll leave. Now I have some more insight on glory. Holes yeah, yeah. And HIV. <laughs> but yes, mostly. Yeah. yeah I, I don't want this to get taken over with, <laughs> things like glory holes so we'll leave your weekend a mystery to the people but i think i just i needed just a little insight into uh the glory hole culture i still think the <laughs> glory holies are out there they are they're they're running this they're like the illuminati they're gonna make a comeback holes yeah oh yeah <laughs> um <laughs> but is there anything that we didn't touch on anything that you want to leave listeners with that you didn't mention yet uh before we wrap up um i'll just reiterate that if you're negative stay negative there's resources out there um if you live in a larger community sometimes there'll be um access to free std testing especially hiv testing just go get tested regularly every three months is usually what the recommended is if you are not using condoms regularly um if you are negative there are other programs for you um if you don't have insurance, depending on your area, there are assistance programs that will help you with doctor's visits as well as medications. Uh, you just have to look in your area. Usually the LGBT center, if you have one, will have that information. Awesome. Well, no, we, we appreciate you obviously being open and honest and you know super informative as well. Yeah, for sure. That's what I'm here for. That's what my straight coworkers use me as. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we'll be hitting you up on the side for uh, more stories. We still want to know what your weekend's like. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. Uh, you have a good night. I appreciate you coming on. Y'all too. Have a good one. Bye. All right, before we get to our final thoughts, uh, let's get to our sponsors, our other sponsors for today. Um, this one being Purple, okay? Purple Mattress. Uh, guys, we all know how important getting a good night's rest is. Uh, I don't know about you, but if I don't get enough rest or I have like a bad night's sleep or whatnot, uh, it really changes my mood. And, you know, thankfully with Purple, 
I don't have to deal with that anymore. I used to sleep on like a spring or whatever the hell, and it was terrible. It was it's 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 just not. It changes your whole attitude. Everyone hates you when you're a grumpy uh, guy. Um, anyway, uh, the purple mattress will probably feel different uh, than anything you've experienced before because it uses a brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist, which. I mean, we all trust a rocket scientist, okay? The expression was not made for no reason. Um, it was, it's not like, uh, you know, the memory foam that you're used to, okay? The, the purple material feels very unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time. So it keeps everything supported while still feeling uh, very comfortable. Plus, it's breathable, so it sleeps cool, which is huge because I run hot, especially in the middle of the night. I just actually found out the other day, I think that your body temperature, like, spikes when you're sleeping for some reason. I believe it because I used to sweat like a beast. Yeah, I know. I ruined But purple helps that. Purple helps that. It got some breathable stuff. Um, they also have a 100-night risk-free trial. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund. Um, it's backed by a 10-year warranty and free shipping and returns. Yeah, guys. You're seriously going to love purple. Get the sleep that you guys deserve. And right now, our listeners will get a free purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. So that's in addition to great free gifts that they're offering on their site. You'll also get that free pillow when you off, uh, when you purchase a mattress. All you need to do is text OPL to 84888. The only way to get the free pillow is to text OPL to 84888. That's OPL to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. You guys know we love ghost stories here at OPL, so we're excited about our next sponsor, which is the podcast Family Ghosts, a podcast that takes a closer look at the legendary tales that shape our family histories. Each episode investigates a true story behind mysterious figures whose legend have followed a family for generations. It's an exciting look into family history and the ghosts and shadows that follow us because isn't every house haunted in one way or another? Uh, yeah, me and Greg, big ghost people. So you can see how like excited we are to do this. Um, but they have a new season now. They're on season two of their show and there's new episodes that come out every single Wednesday. Um, you know, just give you an example of some stories. There's, uh, like a, a story about a missing container of Chinese food that has haunted a family for like 25 years. Fascinating. I don't know how you can't like listen to that. Like after seeing that sentence, I have to listen to it and figure out what the hell that means. Um, LA Times kind of went on to, you know, say that it was like quirky meditation in a way, which I would agree with. I don't know. It's being Greg a ghost people. So so that's that's that. Um, but anyway, you can subscribe to, to Family Ghosts uh, wherever you get your podcast. So, you know, wherever it is, Spotify, SoundCloud, you know, whatever, Apple, iTunes, whatever you go. Def- definitely give them a listen, though. Go check out Family Ghosts. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. So check it out. All right. You know what? Is This is a crazy image that I had. This this happened like when we first started the conversation. Mm-hmm. When you just think of contracting something like HIV, like the term virus and viral, like you're someone who has experienced a lot of virality in your life on social media. I was like, whoa, where are we going? <laughs> uh, no, Joe's clean, but on social media, <laughs> uh, yeah, you've you've got you've got AIDS on social media. Okay, Jesus. Sorry. Uh, you interrupted me. You I get this. it. You try. You always got to say something weird. Anyway, uh, no, I'm. I'm just trying to going viral. Yes. Pic- yeah, like you see, like you know, you you post something and you know it's like it starts getting shared, mm-hmm. and 
you see people sending it, you see people talking to it, but like really just to see that uptick of like, okay, now every time I refresh this, a hundred more people have engaged with this, a thousand more people, 10,000 more people, whatever it is. Like we got that term viral from how viruses actually act like in the human body. Like just, uh, I'm just, my picture of like, when he was saying like contracting HIV is like, imagine that happening inside of your body. Like imagine a good cell getting that and then spreading and then spreading and then it's times three, then it's times 10, then it's times a hundred. And like your body can't fight that off. Like it's just right. a scary thought when you like think of how we've seen it in our world and then like that actually happening inside of your body and that rapid spread. Right. And I, I think the, the craziest part about this is that now and see, that was the thing that I had heard originally where I was like, I'm, I'm not, I remember being blown away, but I don't remember what it was, but it was, it was the fact that you can take one pill mm -hmm. a day. Whereas in the past it was like 30 pills yeah. or some crazy Yeah, shit. I was kind of shocked by that. You know, you take one pill now yeah, and you take it once a day, once you get kind of, you know, acclimated to it or they mm -hmm. get you on the right one. In a way it's like fucking birth control. Yeah. From what I've heard, is like you know, birth control is like you know, you can't. There's certain ones that make you react a certain way, so you got to figure out, you yeah, know, whatever, yeah. blah blah blah. Um, but yeah, it's just once a day. He said he's been taking for two years, does not have any sort of side effects or anything like that, and he can have unprotected sex. Like I don't think people are even close to aware of that when it comes to HIV. Uh, they just think that like you're gonna get it no matter what like and I wouldn't even yeah. use a condom like you're a leper has, at that point yeah like, like don't, stay away don't like, touch don't, anyone your sex life is yeah. ruined forever no honestly don't shake my hand like a very yeah. like old school way of yeah. thinking but don't don't use my straw or taste my drink right exactly but you know it's it's just crazy to think that how far we've come from you know thinking those things to now it's just like yeah you get it you pop a pill and you're good. It, that, for, for the most part that really is insane when you think about it how yeah. far treatment has come because dude when you when we were growing up and i mean we're only 27 28 years old uh and like when we were growing up even i feel like we, it was taught to us that if you get hiv like it's a wrap dude. yeah and the only one who survives was magic, magic johnson, johnson. <laughs> that's it it's true that was the thought growing up, like one man has beat this. Yeah, and it's like it's and a mystery, one. and, and it's like because it, but, he has a lot of money, and right? But everyone secret. dies like within four months. You're yeah, dead or yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that, right? Like, right? Magic Johnson's not so magic right now he's by like magic. today's standards. Yeah, no, he's not. But he was magic before then, though. Yeah, was or was that then. well? No, nah. was that a lack of treatment, or was that just what? a lot of misinformation? What? It, that like everyone saw magic johnson as like oh my like how did how is this guy surviving hiv how has he not gotten AIDS i think that, that was just a lack of education seems like you know it. but yeah. i also and don't obviously think... treatment has come a long way yeah I, I would say that as well like i think his body just reacted in a very positive way to that medication but i'm sure now that he's transferred onto these one a day you know medicines where it's just it's just wild to think about and, and like i said i really don't think that's like like, I'm pretty certain a good portion of my friends would never know any of that, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I had no idea. And it's crazy because that is such a huge breakthrough. And how does no one fucking know that? Like, this is the one, you know? Like, HIV is the one that people are like, yo, that... Like, if people could be like, you know what? I'll go through my life, but there's one of these things that I will never want to get. It's HIV. Yeah. Right? I mean, hearing... I mean, you still don't want it. No, know? of course. But but hearing how he described it as, again, one pill a day, 
no side effects on, on this new pill that he's on. I mean, that sounds like a step before a cure, essentially. Like, it's yeah. still treatment at that point. It's not going away, but that type of breakthrough would give you confidence yeah. of, okay, is, is a cure next? Yeah, and I, 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 like I said, I, I just think that, you know, people need to be aware of that. And, uh, you know, it's important. And I, I, and I, I like the fact that it, I had no fucking idea that you could just take this pill and just, like, it's essentially like wearing a fucking condom. Like, you, obviously, you can't get it. You already have it, and you also can't but give I, it to anybody. But I think your partner being on what he was calling prep, prep. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you're taking all the precautions. Like, right, right. Yeah. I Dude. That, I just, you know, just because of where we came from, like, when we were younger and how it was taught to us and, like, how the way everyone talked about it, it's just wild to think yeah. that now it's, this dude, two years, he's on this, no side effects, he just yeah. pops a pill. Like, I always think blah. of that South Park episode. And this Magic dude's fucking, Johnson you know too. he's fucking. Well, dude. I was going to say, he has, uh, like, yeah, his sex life, I don't think is compromised at all right now. This guy but, fucks, trust me, like, I just, you just know when you hear it. The guy said, yeah, I had a crazy weekend. Like, I have never said that sexually in my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I fucked, you know, I have fucked, but I've never yeah. been like, oh, his yo, prime is going to last whole a little weekend? longer than yours. <laughs> yeah, oh, and yeah. it was a long weekend. Yeah. Dude. Who has the yeah, stamina? It's like a four day weekend. No. Yeah. By, <laughs> by Monday, which was Memorial Day, you're, you're not doing much. God bless America. Wow. But yeah. And that. I learned a lot of terms, but bug cruising, chasers, bug cruising, chasing, gift givers, or whatever the fuck Ooh, they were. That's messed up. No yeah, matter, was, no matter how you put it. I also just, found it just uh, absolutely disgusting that the term is gift givers. Yeah, you know, like they made that up. Like, oh, I'm giving you a gift. Like, now you don't have to worry about HIV because yeah. you have it. It's like really because now I definitely have to worry about it. Yeah, every day. Like, what are you wow. talking about? Gift giver. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Um, but yeah, that that is all very informative. I feel like I have. Like infiltrated the gay HIV community. In okay, a way. calm down. What? I feel like I infiltrated the glory hole. Community. I could have said penetrated there, but I said infiltrated. Yeah, and you know how we always like say the wrong thing at yeah. the end of episodes. Yeah, I almost called out saying like before we wrap, before we wrap up, as mm. like a condom joke. Yeah, but yeah. that wasn't as severe as you know the the classics. The we're pulling for you to. Can you, we need to stop bringing these up. Trichotillomania, girl. Yeah, no, that was my favorite moment on the show. I would have never even noticed <laughs> that if you didn't say it. So that's oh, that's I noticed. Um, but yeah, that was a really cool episode, man. Very informative. I, I really liked it. Um, but yeah, anyway, guys, if if you have a story or something um, that you think will fit for the show, definitely reach out to us. You can head to oplshow.com/contact. There is a form there. Send us an email, and uh, if we think it fits, we will hit you up and schedule yeah. something out. Don't think anything is too obscure or crazy. Uh, you know we. We're, we're, we got a lot more episodes to do, so yeah. we, we want to see it all. Uh, check us out on Instagram at OPL Podcast. Uh, we're posting some videos there, a bunch of content on Twitter at OPL Show. Uh, Patreon for bonus episodes at uh, patreon.com slash OPL Show. Uh, we appreciate all the support there. really helps the show out. And leave a rating and review on iTunes. Yep, and that is all. See you guys next time.